When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, welcome to it. It is Off The Bench for another weekend. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here, as that man said. Hello, Sats. Hey, Jace, how are you? Yeah, would it be, uh, be, be great to be talking about really exciting things as we lead into the NRL uh, season, uh, this round, I should say, um, at the back end of the season. But unfortunately, we just absolutely rocked in the rugby league world with uh, with the passing of Paul Green of course it's uh, tragic news yeah it's yeah that was that was huge news on Thursday in fact um I, I was listening to Cam Smith on the captain's run at mm. the time and all of a sudden Cam's halfway through doing his tips for the weekend with with Dan and Kemp with Campy and all of a sudden this um we got some breaking news here and it's uh really Sad news. The rugby league world is in mourning with the sudden death of premiership winning coach Paul Green. The 49-year-old passed away at his Brisbane home this morning, Thursday. A post-mortem will be carried out to determine the cause of his death. This is, this is shocking news. Friends have revealed Green had not complained about being ill and have been left shocked and devastated by his passing. Cam obviously struggling uh, yesterday reading that announcement uh, when the statement came through. Yeah, it's it's a tragic day uh, in rugby league. And uh, again, I heard even Matty Johns talking about it. He said, no, not, not, not the rugby league, Paul Green. Not, not Paul Green, you know, the NRL coach. And mm. even, but it's 95% of the time, you know, it's people you don't expect to, to, to just leave us like that. So. 49 years of age, uh, turning 50 in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, I knew some very close friends who were organising his 50th when they received the call on Thursday morning, um, not long after um, the event had occurred. Um, and there's no suspicious circumstances. And um, many that were close to Paul Green didn't realise he was struggling with with any certain issues. Mm. Uh, he was down at the Cronulla reunion on the weekend and we spoke to Matty Rogers throughout the week where... And we'll have Matty on. Yeah, he, he spoke about how... He'd spent three days with the the Cronulla reunion over the weekend, just gone, and um, and how greeny was just greeny. He said, "I've tried to look back and reflect, and was there anything that had me concerned?" and and it was just greeny being greeny. And so, I think, and I think it was the weekend before that, or a couple of weekends before that, he was with the Roosters mm. as well. You know, for for their reunion. Yeah, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, the the news itself is heartbreaking. But then straight away you shift across to his his wife and his beautiful children. Like he's, mm. it's one of his, one of his kids' birthday on the Wednesday. Yeah, nine years of the age. The day before. So, um, yeah, you know, the the images and the the emotional, I suppose, insecurities that they're going to have moving forward is going to take a a lot of therapy and a lot of support to try and get through. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. So. 
Yep, the rugby league community mourning the death of Paul Green on Thursday morning. Uh, as we said, Matt Rogers, one of his teammates at the Cronulla Sharks, uh, Badge and yourself caught up with him uh, on Thursday. And even it was very raw for Matty as well. Um, we'll they will play that chat again soon. He went down in 94 with to Cronulla with Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang took down a, a, a handful of Queensland players to Cronulla and really strengthened the club. And then Matty Rogers arrived in 95 as another Queensland kid. And they formed this really close group, the Cronulla group. Very, very close club they were through those years. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of them hurting. I know, I know a very close uh, friend of mine and a former teammate, Craig Knuckles-Greenhill, who played State of Origin, played for the Sharks, played for the, the Panthers as well. Both he and Greeny were joined at the hip. Mm. Best mates. You know, I reached out to... To Knuckles on Friday morning, just to say, listen, mate, I'm thinking of you, and you know, his replies along the lines of, "Mate, thanks, buddy, but didn't see it coming." Mm. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I just unfortunately, I just think about his immediate family now, and and the struggles they're going to go through for a long time. Mm, absolutely. Uh, other news that's been around this week. Sorry, we're going to shift gears now. Um, Ricky Stewart, it feels like an age mm. ago that this occurred. We that outburst he had uh, towards Jamin uh, Salmon uh, after the game, calling him a, a what dog? Weak gutted dog. Weak gutted dog, based on actions that happened when he was eleven and twelve years of age. Uh, he's now what twenty two, twenty three. Um, he has been suspended, as you know, for a week uh, and fined twenty five thousand dollars. Now, twenty five thousand dollar fine, Sats. That's that's. That's hard to take. If I if I went home to my miss and said, "Listen, <laughs> uh, I've just cost us twenty five grand," uh, I reckon I'd be in the doghouse at home. There's no doubts about that. So he might be copying more punishment at home. Um, but the one week, I don't get it. I don't. Uh, is that meant to be a deterrent? Is that just ticking a box? What, what's the one week? I I personally, this is my view on it. I, I think, and, and I, I haven't met anyone who's supported his comments mm. and the forum, right? And obviously there's some there's some deep issues and, and things that have occurred 11, 12 years ago. I think he should have been wiped out for the rest of the season because you, he brought that game into disrepute. And I don't think it's any different to a player calling a referee a cheat on the field. Mm. That's my view. Well, you get called a cheat, you miss three weeks. You, so... you defame someone, mm. you get a week. Yeah, I, I don't think sitting him out from coaching will do anything. I, I then why do a week? I have to, well, that's what I'm saying. You either do a week or you don't do anything. Uh, sorry, you, you, either, you either do a big you, band. You either do or a nothing. big band or you don't do anything. Oh, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So, um, but sitting him out from coaching is is it's not a deterrent because I think he's I think he's deeply sorry for using the platform that he did to make the comment that he did also. Um, but in saying that, I, I don't think sitting him out is going to, you know, is going to sort of be any sort of retribution for the, for the comments. The big fi- the the fine and hip pocket. The only reason I'd say is, listen, you're going to take a week off, is is for reflection. You need to really think about what your next step is because you've admitted that you thought you'd gotten over, the um, you know. The emotional heartache that he, that Jamin Salmon apparently caused your son ten years ago, and you thought you'd got over it, but now it's quite obvious that you haven't got over it emotionally, Ricky. You need a week to go and reflect and decide 
whether you need to go and make contact with Jamin Salmon and his family personally, whether both families need to connect and, and try and get through this together. You need to worry about that rather than worry about preparing for a rugby league side, for a rugby league game. That's the only reason I can think a week is being given because if it's not because of that, <clears throat> it's only because everyone's expecting, everyone's been saying he should be suspended for a week or he should be suspended for three weeks. And the NRL said, well, we need to, we need to appease the masses. I can only think it's from a reflection point of view. Oh, I, you and I have debated this a lot off air um, in the office and and sometimes quite, um, not. I was going to say physically. It wasn't physical, <laughs> was it? But, you know, we've been quite, you know, passionate what we believe. Opinionated. Opinionated. That's mm. what I'm looking for. But I, I think the next thing that needs to happen, and I, I seriously believe this, we don't know what the Salmon family are going to do. I know what I'd do if I was the Salmon family and, and uh, expert lawyers have said, they know what they would do. But I think the NRL should help and bring these two families together and sit down and just have a chat. And, I, and that, that will help so many people. That'll help Ricky. It, well, it might help Ricky. It might help his family. And it might help the Simmons forgive for the comments as well. I, I just reckon some someone needs to mediate a sit-down chat, even if it's on Zoom, hmm. even if not in the same room, even if, if it's via the internet. Something needs to happen to try and help both parties because it's – it's sad that Ricky still feels like that and is still hurt by that. Yeah. But it's also shocking and sad that he still thinks that of Jamin Salmon, by all reports, is a great young kid. And at the age of 11 or 12, you do make stupid decisions. You do do stuff that you shouldn't be doing. I get doing. that, but to Ricky Stewart, he's still got this poisonous seed in his body. But this is what I'm saying, mate. Even if Jamin Salmon is a great kid now, and I don't know Jamin Salmon. I'm, no. I'm sure he is. I mean, he's, he's at a great club that have got great mentors and whatever it may be. And I trust Ivan Cleary's opinion. Well, Ivan's and always going to stick up for his yeah, player. Yeah, but Ivan doesn't pick dickheads either. He doesn't... Well, that, that's that's debatable. He has had a couple of dickheads there that he's had to get rid of. But they're not there, right? Yeah. This kid's played every game this year for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the club is always going to stick up for the player, yeah. unless otherwise. But, yeah, Ricky has got this this poisonous seed in him that obviously this affected the family for not just that small period of time when they were 11 or 12. It, and I know for a fact it affected them for many years as a family and for his son to, to get to a really safe space. And so because he's got this he's yeah. got this opinion and this image of this kid as an 11, 12-year-old, that has carried through to adulthood. He's still got that opinion This is what him. I'm saying. The only way they're going to sort that out is if they get face-to-face like men. This is what I just said. Well, that's what I said to you yesterday. And I agree with you. Yeah. Did you not listen to a word I just I said did. then? I did. I'm just... I'm, well, I'm, You're putting it better than what I put it. I'm reiterating <laughs> it to... As men to get together with a mediator. Absolutely. As families. Because, do you know what? Jamin Salmon may not be aware of the the hurt that he caused the family. Absolutely. So it, it's about awareness. It's about forgiveness. And if that can happen, and maybe that's what this week is about. This week is about Ricky. Yep. You need to reflect. Everyone yep. needs to reflect. Do we need to get together? And we get Peter Volandis in the middle. Rugby league. Yep. And he's the mediator. Because the winner is? Rugby league. <laughs> and they might even be able to sort out where the grand final is going to be. Is he still threatening to take it to Queens? I don't know what's going, going on Tasmania. there. In the meantime. They deserve it. In, in the meantime, no tickets have been sold. No. I like how he threw the one a little over, over the bow when he was getting interviewed about Oh, if we, have, we have to know where it's going because if it's going to be in New South Wales, we have to start selling tickets now. Basically, he's saying they need as much time as, as possible for New South Welshmen to buy grand final tickets. Rugby league. Because he actually said 
Because if we take it to Queensland, oh, we'll sell them out in 48 hours. Yeah, it's a smaller stadium, idiot. It's just, But it's just another shot over the bow. I know it is. At Dominic Perrottet and his government. If, well, it's not. It's a shot at the fans in New South Wales. That's what that is. That's an absolute crack at rugby league fans. And if it's not for New South Wales teams, mate, the game doesn't exist. It might be end up being the Broncos and the Cowboys again. It could be. Well, no, it won't be the Broncos. <laughs> It'll be the Panthers-Cowboys, I reckon. Although you've got the Cowboys missing the eight. Hey, um, what about the Gallon versus Hodges oh. versus Ben Hennett tag team fight? This is hilarious. I, I, I just want to know what the format is. It's it's tag team. So what, is it officially going to be tag team? Well, what will happen is uh, Gal will be beating the crap out of one of them in the opposite corner of the ring, mm. and because they can't tag, whoever's out of the ring will walk around, break the rules, walk around to that corner. They'll tag and bang, in they come. Or off the top of the ropes. That's the thing. Or <laughs> they get a chair like Paulie out of Rocky Three. That's the greatest. With thunder lips, off the top rope. That's think, the only way it can happen. Do you think George Rose, when he thought of this idea and took it to Paul Gunn, had just watched Rocky Three? Yeah. Think, we could do that. <laughs> Gal's thunder lips. <laughs> right? And 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 Ben Hennett can be Rocky. And, and Hodjo's Paulie. 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 <laughs> and we're going to put one of those foldable chairs in the corner. Yeah. And he just goes in and whacks him. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, you've got nothing. And then Paulie starts hitting Thunderlips and Thunderlips just picks him up and throws him out of the, yep. across the ring. I can see this happening. Yeah. I can see it happening. Yeah, Scott Prince did this once. 2010, he fought two journos, which a lot of rugby league players would fight. love to do. That's not a fight. So two journos and they went one, one round on, one round off. Yeah. I think they went two rounds each. So four rounds in total and, and Princey punched holes through them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good to see. Um, Isaiah Papali has confirmed he is yet to make a decision on whether you want to honour the, the, the contract for the Tigers. Oh, there are some saying that he's got a get-out clause. I don't know whether the get-out clause includes um, Michael Maguire has to be the coach. Because you've got to remember, if Isaiah Papali is saying, well, when I negotiated with the club and when I signed with the club, I did that with Michael Maguire. I came to the club thinking I was going to get coached by Michael Maguire, which, of course... He is the New Zealand coach. Isaiah Papali is yes. a Kiwi player, and they've got that relationship there. So I can understand that connection. But when Isaiah Papali and his management were negotiating with Michael Maguire and the West Tigers, there were still questions surrounding Madge's like tenancy at the Tigers long term. So it's not as if the decision on Michael Maguire, whether you agree or disagree, was ever a question. It was always being questioned. So yeah. If Isaiah Papali has a clause in there that states that Michael Maguire, and I wouldn't see, I wouldn't think the West Tigers would have allowed a, a clause of that nature because of the uncertainty around Madge's position. I would be really surprised if the Tigers allowed a a a, um, a clause of that nature for Papali. But Benny, Benny also reached Benji. Sorry, already also reached out to Isaiah Papali and, and said, said everything was fine. And said fine. Mate. And whether that was the player just telling Benji that just to just you, to not to create too much controversy. You and Badge made an outstanding observation throughout the week, mm. um, and you've both played under Tim Sheens, mate. Go and play under Tim Tim Sheens. He will make you a better player. Isaiah Papali is 22, 23 years of age. He doesn't even know how to play the game yet. He's just doing everything off what he's been coached, his natural instinct, 
But when you go and get coached by Tim Sheens, you understand the entire landscape of rugby league. You understand other positions and their responsibilities. You understand where different parts of the field at different times on the clock and where you need to be. He will open up and he will, he will, he will un, unhook this, this talent that you didn't think he had in your body. And I, I played my last year at 32 under Tim and I thought it was one of my best years that I'd ever had under Tim because I thought at 32, you know, you've won a premiership, you've, yeah, you've been fortunate to wear a Queensland jersey. You pretty much know everything about rugby league. Until you spend time with Tim Machines, you realise there is so much that goes untapped. And, and, and he ben, unlocks it. And Benji's there and, and a few others. I think, um, I think, mate, take the money, go there and learn to play rugby league a different way. Mm. I, I think it, I, I'm with you. I think it'll make him a, a much better under player. Under Tim Sheens, I've got to say, Isaiah Papali under Tim Sheens become – Probably the best two back rowers, one of the two best back rowers in the in the comp. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Can't wait for this. I'll have my homemade pizza ready to go with the garlic prawns. Oh my god, you get the garlic prawns last night. Oh, did you? Of course, that's what the rich do. (laughs) Uh, We get the little garlic prawns from Coles. Chuck them on a Ari will make the homemade bases at Mm -hmm. home and. I'll have a, a Supremo made at home with prawns on top, ready to go. Anchovies or no anchovies? No, definitely never any anchovies. Oh, you've got to have anchovies. Mm. It reminds me of a joke. I'll tell you the joke. Well, it's a like little fish that got ha- the only fish that got hair on them. Can't eat it. <laughs> Eels versus Rabbitohs, yeah. Combank Stadium, uh, 7.55 tonight. Just one change to the Eels side, which beat Manly in round 21. Uh, Ogden set to play his first NRL game of the year, joining the interchange at the expense of Makahesi Makatoa. I'm just looking at the key matchup for this game. And oh, how right. Exciting I thought, it don't is. tell me I've got Makahesi wrong. No, no, no. Oh, good. No. Uh, okay. And Bailey Simonson's uh, is, is among the reserves as he looks to return from a hamstring injury. South, uh, Selly returns from a hamstring injury in the front row, pushing uh, Saluka Fafita to the reserves. Thomas Burgess. Has served his one-game suspension, but injured his groin while he was suspended. How do yeah. you injure your groin? Has he got too much time on his hands? <laughs> Is that what's happened there? He was home alone one night, apparently. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Let's and, move away. Uh, he's got he's got NBN, uh, <laughs> and everything happens. Anyway, um, look at the matchups. What do you see here? Oh, it's King Gutho up against Latrell. Well, they don't play on each other. They don't, but they've got huge influences on their side. Now, Gutherson... Shouldn't be a fullback because you look at his skill sets. He's not quick. He's not overly quick. Mm. He doesn't have a great kicking game. Mm. He's he's got a passing game, but it's not it's not as precise as what you see some of the fullbacks. Uh, he's he hasn't got great agility, but you know there's something he has got that not a lot of other players has got. He's got this amazing competitive nature, to, and he's got this great instinct for the game. He just turns up at the right moment, comes up with a big play, came up with a big play last week against Manly, ran off a, a beautiful around-the-corner pass from Sean Lane, stood up the fullback and went round, went round the fullback. Um, he's a special player, Clint Gutherson. I can see why he's the captain. I can see why everyone finds him so inspirational. Uh, I miss his side. hair, though. I miss his hair. I don't. I do. No. So he looks like a man now. What? We can't well, say that. What? Well, he looked like a, looked like a 15-year-old skateboarder before. Oh, I get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, and he's up against Latrell Mitchell, of course. We know the impact that he has. And 
and the size and the, the sheer presence of Latrell um, yeah. is is enough to watch this game in itself. So I love the key matchup between Gutherson and, and Latrell. Very quickly, because uh, mm-hmm. we've got to go to a break. Um, South towered them up by 30 points they last did. time they met about a month ago. Yeah. How do you see this? Quick tip. Uh, I, I think South win. Um, Mitchell Moses in his kicking game will be really missed. Um, keep turning around South. So I'm, I'm going to say South is going to win by two or four. Very close. South by 24 points. <laughs> go the bunnies. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a look at Thursday night's game next. We'll get to that in just a moment. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Spun out of one. Then he spun out of another one. Still going at me, Coruscant. Finally brought down. Last tackle, 15 metres out. They go down a short side. O'Sullivan goes to Tungo. Tungo got under. Pulled out just short. Great defence. That was Munster. That's a Toro top tackle if ever I've seen one. It's Munster. So his beautiful hands. Now they're away. Owen into space. Got the man on the inside. Meany kicks inside. Meany needs the bounce. Oh, wow. Meany wow. gets the bounce. <laughs> it was all Penrith Panthers. Coruscant made the break and the Storm had to start their set. A metre out from their line. Oh, look what they've come up with. Big <laughs> strong runner. Uh-oh, demolition man. Yeah. Demolition man. Beats another one. Gets the stains. Oh, Ferrari. Wow. Went straight Boom. past him. <laughs> Big left foot step. Call him whatever you like. Demolition man. Rooster to be. He scored a try for the Melbourne Storm. They're gone back to back. They lead 10-0. Now they go Meany. Meany double pump. Then a release. Here's Nofaluma. Nofaluma. Inside or out. Beautiful footwork. Gets up screaming at his new teammates. <laughs> They've done it again. They've held them out for three sets of six. Budley called it. They'll score it in the next two. They did it. Took them one. North Luma gets his first try for the Melbourne Storm. Eisenhut's had a cracking game. Now he goes upfield and makes about 20 yeah. metres. Siren sounds. A quite incredible performance to start round 22. Come at the round, come at the team. And the Melbourne Storm have said to everyone in the National Rugby League, we ain't done yet. 16-0, the Storm over the Panthers at Penrith Park. Who saw that coming? Yeah, well, I did send a message through our WhatsApp group just before kickoff that I was swapping to Melbourne. No, you did not. It was actually halfway through the game. No, it wasn't. No, it was. No, it wasn't because Badge, our colleague, sent one back and said, can I change two during the game? Because you saw really early on that, Melbourne had really turned up to put on a performance. Now, admittedly, Penrith... Hang on, hang on. You've just contradicted yourself. Why? You've just said that I text before the game. I did. Look at the time. You, but then you go, oh, but hang on, you could really tell. No, that's why Badge said, can I change also? Because he could see that they were going to put... You guys are cheats. You go, 7.46, and the kickoff was 7... Let me have, you 7. keep 55. talking about the game. Let me be the judge. Okay, so... Um, from the start of the game, you saw that Melbourne are in a really good mood. And you can tell that when the energy levels are, are really high, their forwards are just just continuing just to push forward and, and, and denting the line. Now, admittedly, Penrith had uh, James Fisher-Harris out, uh, Nathan Cleary out, Kalen May out, Jerome Luai out. There's four pretty prominent players. Viliami Kikau returned. He missed last week. And they're always going to struggle, I thought, without those key players against Melbourne. But it's the way that Melbourne defended. Mm. You know, you look at some of those the boring statistics uh, that the um, that they throw up each and every game, and they had 
50 odd tackles in that attacking area, that 20 metres into the trial line on Penrith's trial line and score, couldn't score a point. That's first time since 2015 they've been kept scoreless. That's and the last team was, was Melbourne to beat them 20 nil in 2015. So, um, yeah, I thought they sent a pretty strong message defensively, the Melbourne Storm, because even when you've got stars out, yeah, and a team like Penrith could probably jag a couple of tries. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to do that, and Melbourne in the end were pretty convincing. weren't able to ex- you know extend on that lead in the second half. Um, Nelson Asafa Solomana, unbelievable, outstanding. Justin Ollum, like he is frightening in the centres defensively, and uh, Cameron Munster moving back to fullback again, starting at fullback. Nick Meaney came back from injury. He moved into the front line in the the number six jersey. Munster's just got free reign now. It doesn't really matter what jersey number you put on Munster. He still plays the same role. So everyone's getting all excited about Munster going back to fullback. It doesn't make any difference to his role. He just plays the same role as when he was playing with the number six jersey on his back. So, um, But what it, does, what it does do for Melbourne, it puts him in a really good frame of mind defensively, which... They have always... Right to the end last night, wasn't it? Oh, the, the last set of six with a minute to go. Incredible. That's probably going to be the area that will impress Craig Bellamy's coaching staff the best. The yeah. last minute when they had to defend their line, they didn't leak any points, any cheap tries to make it 20 to six. I like Cooper Johns last night. He looked like he was playing just freely. Well, like, he's, not overplay- he's not overplaying his hand. Exactly. He's just playing yeah. what's in front of him. Mm. And he was, you know, trying his hardest and running around and palming people off. And I thought, I like this. Yeah. He, it looked to me like it was like, just go out and play, mate. Just well, go be- and play how you would naturally play. Before, it seems as though that he's playing to try and earn the respect of the last name. Yeah. Where now he's just, he knows he's got a role. He knows there's other key players that that can pull the trigger when they need to. He just needs to be really good defensively. He was great. He was yeah, really good last was. night. Yeah. Penrith, mate? They won't be too concerned. They've got to win one more game to to wrap up the minor premiership, and they'll do that. But I don't think Ivan Clear would be too concerned. He will be a little bit concerned about some of their attacking structures were a little bit off. Their kicking game was horrible. Their left, and their left edge at yeah. times looked like they were asleep. Yeah, so he'll be... He'll be concerned with their urgency, their urgency. But one thing they didn't do, they didn't leak a lot of points in the end. No, so no. Yeah. let's not forget too one of the best halves comes and combinations in the comp. Yeah, not playing, not playing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I know they're good. I know, I know, Luai and and Cleary are good. But I, I'm still concerned when they get back for round one of the finals. I'm like, geez, does it just click again? Like, yeah, it will with them. They play it too will, much. but with they their teammates, too, they play too much rugby league together. Yeah, there a lot of those guys on that left hand side. That yeah, you Cleary, Luai, Liam Martin, um, sorry, Viliami Kikau, and you've got um, Taylor and mate. They've played so much rugby league together. Yeah, it takes a couple of sessions for them just to click back into gear. Given the week Jamin Salmon has had, he actually played well. He, a couple of nice breaks. Mm. He was a bit elusive in around the, the middle, but yep. he was all right. Yeah, well, he did exactly. It was a pretty stressful week, but I think he would have Salmon was hard to catch at some time. He, at was. Some <laughs> he looked like sometimes he was, when, when the game was against him, it was like he was heading upstream. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I don't even know what we do. I, I mean, we can't. How do we top that? I'm just going to drop the mic here. Uh, that's. I think you should. <laughs> you should just drop the mic. Uh, that's our review of Thursday Night Football. 
Matty Rogers talking about his good friend and former teammate Paul Green will join us next. This is Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. We celebrate the life of Paul Green. Matt Rogers, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Hey, guys. How are you? Well, it's been better days, uh, Rat, and of course, been better days for yourself. Yeah. You had such a, a close relationship with, with Greeny and uh, played a lot of, lot of years at the Sharks with Greeny as well, but... And part of the Queensland crew that came down with Johnny Lang in, in 1994 to the Sharks, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, mate. And look, you know, the last, you know, I've, I've actually talked more to Greeny in the last six months than I have in the last six years. He just, you know, in the sports management world, I was picking his brain about the landscape of, you know, NRL, you know, from a from my perspective. He helped us, you know, he facilitated the meeting to get, you know, Matty Head, the job at Winner Manly, the head coaching role there and, um, I've just, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm in shock, mate. I just spent three days with him down in Sydney. We played golf on Friday and you know, had the reunion on Saturday with all the Sharks old boys and sat next to him at the footy and just, um, mate, he was excited, you know, he was excited about next year. He was excited about, you know, his pro, you know, picking my brain about, you know, the Titans and what they need and, you know, and. Yeah, I'm just in shock. I can't believe it. I can't believe I couldn't believe the news when I got it, and I still I'm still numb. How did you hear the news, Rat? Did you just hear through main news sources, or did one of your former teammates call? No, no, no. I got a call before off um, off Knuckles, Craig Greenhill, and um, yeah, oh mate, and mate, him, him and Nuxie were thick as thieves. He, um, yeah, there's a few people doing it pretty tough right now. You know, I just I, I feel for Amanda and the kids, and I'm just uh, yeah devastated for them. For people that didn't uh, know him, Matt, and you know, we were lucky enough too. But do, what what sort of a, a a person was he? Outside, we know he's a very good footballer. We'll get to that. But yeah, yeah what sort of a what sort of bloke? What sort of a teammate was he? Well, he was tight. He didn't spend much money. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he's, he's a great bloke, mate. He's just yeah, you know, like he, like I know guys. And I, and, I, and I won't name names, won't mention anything, but who, who like, not even regular league people, but they were, friend, they were friends and acquaintances and where well, Greeny would go out of his way to help, you know, like, and do something to make their day better. And, you know, that's the sort of guy he was. And, you know, I mean, the, the minute, like, he needed, like, he, he rung me a, a few years back, come up and speak to the Wynnum boys and he was at Wynnum and I did and, and, you know, I rang him when I needed a hand and, and he was there, you know. It's just, you know, we had, a, we had a really, really unique squad back in that mid-90s with Cronulla. We were just all so tight. A lot of the boys came down, like, you know, the Craig Greenhills and the Paul Greens and the Jeff Bells of the world um, came down to Cronulla. And, 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 I, and I went down at the same time from Queensland. So we're all sort of like the aliens down there, you know. And, um, yeah, he was sort of like the leader of us all. Um and he just, you know, he's just a great bloke. He's a perfectionist. That's why he was such a good coach and um, and and a good player. You know, mm. and and to be in the halves, as an, I, I said this earlier on, to be in the halves, and and be a, a smaller player, pretty diminutive bloke, um, not much 
bigger or, or, or not much different than Alan Langer, really. So you had all those big blokes running at you. It takes a special kind of bravery to be yep. that size around the middle of the ruck, doesn't it? Well, it does. And, and you know, you know, one thing Greeny never got criticised for was his defence. Mm. You know, like, physics wouldn't uh, wouldn't quite add up, you know, with the size of the blokes running at him, but he'd find a way to pull them down or stop them. Yeah. And if he didn't, he, he wouldn't, he'd, he'd never die wondering. He wouldn't get out of anyone's way. And, um, you know, it's the sort of guy you wanted to play footy with, you know. And, um, yeah, it's just, I remember I remember in, in 95 at the Rothmans Medal Dinner, I, was, I, I went along as well. And there, there was, I think, E.T. and Langy and, um, and Greeny were all sitting around this table. And Greeny was in the hunt with about, you know, four or five rounds to go, and uh, Langy leaned over the table and said, "He goes, mate, you're a chance to win this." He goes, "Because you're going like a busted up until then." <laughs> and um, sure enough, he, he stormed home and, and he won it with some votes in the last few games. And oh, mate, it was just awesome to be there and <clears throat> awesome to see a you know a fellow Cronulla player achieve you know the highest honour in the game at the time. You know, it's yeah, just so, it's such a sad day. Just, you know, we all just spent the weekend together. I remember being you know, all, a... the, all, all the all those. Yeah. Rad, I remember right. in 94 yeah. being at the Shark Park on his very first game uh, on a Saturday night at Shark Park. And he yeah. just, he turned on this performance as a 10 out of 10 in the old rugby league weekdays. And he went on to play for the Roosters and the Cows, of course. And But the way that sport plays out, Matty, and he, this weekend, Saturday 3 p.m. at the SCG, two of his team, Roosters and Cowboys, playing against each other and get the opportunity to celebrate celebrate his life. Yeah, mate, and I tell you, he, he left his mark everywhere he went, Greeny. Like he's just a good man, you know. And um, I'm sure, you know, they'll um, they'll be honouring, you know, his life. And you know, I just I just can't believe I'm saying that. Mm. I really can't. I he, just I really I just cannot believe it. Yeah, you, know, you played what seven state of origins? He played with you in that that '99 series. He was there in 2001 with Alfie's yep. return as well. I mean, he. He probably could have played more Origin, but he just had some great players in front of him, didn't he? Oh, he was, he was that calibre of player. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, and, and like like you said in the intro, like you know, the only player to win the Brisbane and the Sydney Rothmans medal. I mean, you know, you go through the who's done that. There's probably no one else. Mm, you know, no reason for that. Cause, you know, but yeah, look, it's just. Um, yeah, he was a fantastic player, fantastic bloke, and um, you know we just got to um, you know remember all the good times that we had with him. You you said that uh, yeah. Knuckles, his great mate Craig Greenhill, reached out to you, but who else, mate? What what's the yeah. been the outpouring of emotion from your your former teammates today? And oh, mate, just shock and disbelief, really. You know, like I said, we were all together. You know, like. 12 of us all, you know, we played golf together with New South Wales, like, you know, just a, uh, a tighter group of those 90, you know, mid-90s guys played golf together at, um, at New South Wales, and then, you know, we, we went to a, um, we went to a, uh, you know, a surprise 50th for one of the boys that night, and then, you know, we had a ball. We all, you know, all hung out together and just reminisced about old times and how good they were, and then you know, the next day we, we got we got the you know walk around Shark Park. You know, I think Greeny got interviewed on the field, and I got interviewed on the field, and I think we both said the mm. same thing. You know, such you know amazing memories, you know, and amazing friendships that were formed, and hence 160 players, ex players, turned up for the for the reunion, which is um, you know it's a, it's a pretty tight knit community down there in Cronulla, and and, and Greeny was a, a big big part of it, and 
yeah, all of us, you know, we're, we're all in a big chat group from the weekend, you know, from prior to the weekend about what we were going to be doing. And, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, lot of very, very sad men in that group, I can tell you. Green, no right? doubt, no doubt that you'll be shouted. Just, just quickly, sorry, mate. You mentioned it. He reached out to you when he was coaching. What, what would, have, what made him? You reckon a a, a very good coach and a premiership winning coach at that, Matty? Yeah, I, I think what Greeny had was composure, you know, and I, and I and I think he, like I said, he was a perfectionist with his game. He was always working on the little one percenters, and you know, as we know, um, Badge, it's not. You know, the 100-metre try that wins your game, it's the guy pushing across from the middle, it's the guy working out of market. It's the little things that make a great team. And, you know, he's the one that... He, and he was always big on that, you know, and I think that's why, you know, you can have a superstar team, but if you haven't got, you know, a superstar work ethic and, you know, you're not, you're not getting the basics right, you're not going to win anything. So, um, you know, he, he proved that he could get his men up to do it at the highest level with North Queensland and... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very. Um, well, I'm sure there'll be some very sad faces up north, up up north today. Now, uh, Rat, uh, of course, the halfbacks, when having a drink together socially, are usually the cheekiest and the loudest in the room. Uh, was Greeny any different? Oh <laughs> uh, man, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't overly cheeky with the boys. Um, he was good. He was just good fun, mate. You know, he'd, he'd get into it. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, he was certainly no Craig Gow, mate, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is? Yeah, true. Matty Rogers, we appreciate yeah, your time. Yeah, you're good, yeah good point. <laughs> mate, we appreciate your time no, today. Worries, I hope you're doing all right, mate. And uh, let's uh, celebrate yeah. the life of uh, Paul Green this weekend. Thank you, mate, for your time. See you, mate. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Sure is uh, time to catch up with uh, Chris Nelson now as we get a, a Racing Queensland report. Uh, Queensland is your place to race this weekend. Hey, Nelson. Jay Stats, how are we? Oh, I'm good. We're good, mates. Um, we're, are we at Innisfail this weekend? Is, is that right? Well, we are racing it in. It's not our main meeting, of course, but we are racing it in as far. What a lovely part of the world Innisfail mm. is. I've never been there, but I'd like to, and they tell me it is. So one of these days, but it's the running of the Banana Cup at Innisfail on Saturday. So it is a TAB meeting, so you will be able to watch it uh, on Sky, and you will be able to have a bet on that meeting, of course, if you wish to do so. We race at Eagle Farm. Hang on a second. A whoa, 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 whoa. You can't go yet. We've got to do some banana jokes. Like, yeah. like the horse oh. I'm backing, I hope it wins by the skin of its nose. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or uh, I hope mine run is just running third and peels out in the straight. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, nice. That's okay. Continue. Yeah. No, yeah. you. you no, you haven't got one. As no, well? I haven't got one. You know, I wish it was. <laughs> um, I wish it was on uh, Sunday because then it'd be a banana Sunday cup. Oh, is that ice cream? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Yeah, <sighs> continue. No, that's really bad. Mm. Right. It was next. Uh, Next, Eagle Farm. Bit of rain around, so, but Eagle Farm takes the rain pretty well, as we know, so it shouldn't make too much of a difference. Good meeting there. Good meeting at uh, the Gold Coast at Aquas Park. And uh, in the Twilight Zone, of course, we race at Toowoomba, as we always do. Good meeting there. So plenty to get your teeth stuck into over the weekend. And, of course, Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Sats, is, it's true, though. Speaking of Aquas, your wife's going out to Aquas, the... The stallion facility she is. on Saturday. It's free alcohol. The stallion that's she, march. That's why she's getting parade. Parade. Wow. It's not a march. Well, it's a march. It's a parade. 
Yeah, she's going out to check out the Stallions mm. on, on Saturday. She hasn't got one at home. So. No. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a line there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Free booze and <laughs> Stallions parading. I mean, why wouldn't you go? Um, all right, tips. Exactly. <laughs> what tips you got for us? Uh, tips, Eagle Farm, race four, number one, Southern Stock. Good run first up, can win second up. Finished only two lengths away from the uh, the winner in the derby going back two starts ago. That's pretty good form for a race like this at this time of the year. So race four, number one, Southern Stock. Bit of value, race three, number seven, top order at around uh, 10 or $12. Good run last Saturday at Doombin. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a lot of room in the straight. Can get right to the outside on Saturday at uh, Eagle Farm. And... I'll go with I'll go with one from a bit left field here. Race nine, number eight, Festival Prince. He's a horse that finished off nearly as quickly as Go Wanji a couple of weeks ago. Now we know how good Go Wanji is. Festival Prince has been a bit of a gunner, but he might have turned the corner. So something each way the last race, which is a lottery, number eight, Festival Prince. So they're my three on what looks a pretty tough day, guys. Righty, at Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thank you, Chris Nelson. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Before we go on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What hasn't? What hasn't? I tell you what, I'm Mine, having. Mine's actually not rugby league. What I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, keep I, going. I think I've got an idea. Well, mine's not either. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the same one. Is it the Swans and oh, Collingwood? Yes. Sunday Arvo. Oh, what a way to finish off the weekend. Three twenty. Oh, mate, I'll be able to have a couple of beers. Because mm. 11 Anita's in a row, the, the, the pies. Yeah, but let's. They, they, they in have beaten, Sydney. But they have beaten Melbourne twice in that 11 in a row. They beat Which Frio. Which is pretty good. Yeah, it is. But, and Frio. But mm. the rest of the wins have been against teams outside the eight. Yep. Swans have not lost to a team above them on the ladder this mm. year. Sitting fourth at the moment. They've taken it's over on from percentage. the Lions. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, there might be a two, there'll be one tooth in the Collingwood cheer squad. Oh, you can't, you can't mate, say, people used to say that about Penrith nah, fans. You can't nah, say that. No, nah, no, nah, mate, they're feral. I've been abused by mm. Collingwood fans, and I I sit there and I'm quiet. Mm. I'm quiet and reserved. But those Collingwood be. fans, they're feral. They're Absol- young, confident, arrogant in a good way. This Collingwood side. Oh, they are. They are good, but they'll be brought undone. Oh, Isaac Heaney playing his hundred and fiftieth. He's an outstanding bloke. Yeah. He's got a lifetime contract with the Swans. After, no, well, oh. he's he's signed a life. I oh, think really? five year extension or wow. something. So that's a good call. You know, I'm looking forward to the preseason in the uh, NFL as NFL, well. NFL, yes, I'm looking forward to that as well. That season is only four weeks away. That's it. Don't have much of a break, you know. No, nah, your mm. mates in the news again today. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah Aaron, don't like him. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm a Green Bay man, but I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Sad, I, mate. I think because I'm a, such a Brett Favre fan. Yeah, get over it. Mm, get over right. it. Mate, I'm I'm a Tony Romo fan. I, I I but mate, I've I've endured. I'm I've backed Zach, Dak. Sorry, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. I'm on board. Go the Cowboys. This is our year. Say it every year <laughs> this time of the year. Right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Um, chin up, eh? Uh, take it easy. Uh, enjoy your sport over the weekend, and we'll be back again uh, next week. And if you're struggling, for Christ's sakes, talk to someone. Ring us. Please. This is Sats' number, 0462. (laughs) Give him a call. You won't be able to get him off the phone. I will take your call. He he actually would. He would. (laughs) Uh, It takes mine about three times a day, so he'll take yours. Have a great weekend, everyone. Catch you next week.